All right, guys, I'm in Luke chapter 6, um, starting in verse 43. Starting in verse 43, we're going to read through to verse 49. Uh, this is as usual, uh, as, as you know, uh, Christians today, we have a tendency to um, read little sections of Scripture, not to get the context. We're going back to verse 43 to get the context of what we're going to find uh, in, in, in the rest of, of this. So, uh, Jesus speaking, um, Luke chapter 6, it's the Sermon on the Plain, it's not the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, just so you know, give me a little background. Uh, very similar content. This is what he says. He says, a good tree doesn't produce bad fruit. On the other hand, a bad tree doesn't produce good fruit. For each tree is known by its own fruit. Figs aren't gathered from thorn bushes or grapes picked from a bramble bush. A good person produces good out of the good stored up in his heart. An evil person produces evil out of the evil stored up in his heart, for his mouth speaks from the overflow of the heart. He says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and don't do the things I say? I will show you what someone is like who comes to me, hears my word, and acts on them. He's like a man building a house, who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. When the flood came, the river crashed against the house, and it couldn't shake it, because it was well built. But the one who hears and does not act is like a man who has built a house on the ground without a foundation. The river crashed against it and immediately it collapsed. And the destruction of that house was great. Was great. So here's our question this morning as we continue our series. It's found in verse 46. Jesus says, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and don't do the things I say? Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and don't do the things that I say? And so this morning we're going to talk about why is it that we don't obey Jesus? Why is that? And I think there's two primary reasons as we study this text, right? So here is the first. First thing I want you to understand, guys, is we don't do what Jesus says because we treasure the wrong things. This is, this is huge. Guys, we, we, we don't do, if you struggle with obedience, I, I think most of us here probably do, uh, Listen, we don't do what Jesus says because we treasure the wrong things. And we, we started in verse 34 for a reason. Let's pick up on it again. I've got it on the screens for you. Uh, Jesus says, a good tree doesn't produce bad fruit. On the other hand, a bad tree doesn't produce good fruit. For each tree is known by its own fruit. Figs aren't gathered from thorn bushes or grapes picked from a bramble bush. Right? He goes on, he says, a good person produces good out of the good stored up in his heart. And an evil person produces evil out of the evil stored up in his heart. For his mouth speaks from the overflow of the heart. Now, that phrase stored up is, is kind of important. In the Greek, uh, stored up, it, 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 this word means treasury. It means treasury, right? And so listen, what Jesus is saying, we put all this together, he's saying our actions, our attitudes towards other people, the good or the bad that we do, all comes from what we treasure. It comes from our treasury, what we treasure. So, so listen, if, if I treasure wealth, then I am going to be a stingy, greedy person that treats others poorly, right? Because I'm worried about my own, right? If I treasure fame, I'm going to do and say whatever is popular regardless of how it affects anyone else, whether it hurts them or not. If I treasure security and, and safety, right, I'm going to constantly protect myself. I'm going to be well-guarded even to the extent 
that when I see somebody that's hurting, I'm going to refuse to help them because I'm so worried that if I let go of any of my resources, then something could happen to me, right? You see where I'm going? If, if we treasure the wrong things, we get the wrong result. And so Jesus is saying, why, why is it that you guys aren't doing what I'm, what I'm ta- saying? Now listen, he's been laying out what we're supposed to do. Right? In the sermon, he's like, this are, these are the kind of people you're supposed to be. And he says, so why is it that you aren't these kind of people? And here's the number one reason, right? Because in our hearts, we treasure, we covet, we want the wrong things, right? But the flip side of that coin is this. But listen, if we can learn to treasure instead Christ... If, if, if instead we can learn to treasure Jesus and what He's done for us, then we can actually be the kind of people that Jesus talks about in, in the sermon, if we walk through it. Uh, people that love their enemies. People that do good to those uh, who hate them. People that bless those that, that persecute them. People that pray for those that mistreat them. People that turn the other cheek. People that give, listen, not only the coat off their back, but also the shirt they're wearing. He says you can be those kinds of people if you'll treasure the wrong things. Listen, I, 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 I chose this question on purpose this week. I was actually going to preach on a different topic. It would have been way easier since I was sick because uh, I was going to preach on neighboring and we'd just done a series on neighboring. I could have pulled some things and the Lord just like, no, I want you to talk about this because I think we all struggle with obedience. And, and, and if you're like me, sometimes you question, like, why is it so stinking hard for me? Here's the first reason it's hard for you. Because your heart is deceitful above all else and beyond cure, right? That's what Jeremiah 17, 9 says. The heart's more deceitful than anything else. It's incurable. Who can understand it? Guys, the first reason we don't obey Jesus is because we treasure the wrong stuff. Because our heart is messed up, man. It is. That's why Solomon, the wisest guy to ever walk the face of the planet, warned, guard your heart above all else for it's the source of life. Guard your heart above all else. Guys, the Bible really the whole story of, 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 of from Old Testament to New is, is this truth that our hearts are broken and busted. They've rejected the one that created us. And, and God is about restoring our heart, right? That's what it is. So in your life, and, and listen, we're all alive right now. Um, when you find yourself struggling with obeying the Lord and doing what he says, and you read the Bible and you go, I don't, I don't know that I look like that. I'm going to tell you, one of the reasons that you may not look like that is because you may have to look and go, okay, I, I know why, I'm, I'm treasuring the wrong things. I've, I've elevated some things to places that they shouldn't be, okay? It's going to have a massive impact on your life. So that's the first reason, I think, according to the text, that we uh, don't do what Jesus tells us to do. Uh, and here's the second one. Just two points, by the way. Y- y'all are welcome. God bless you. Um, all right? Second reason we don't do... What Jesus says is we don't do what Jesus says because we don't like the toil it takes. Alright? Because we don't like the toil it takes. The word toil means hard work, right? I'm gonna, I, I put that in there so I could explain it to my children who would be like, what do you mean toil? Uh, hard work, right? And, and, and I use those two words on purpose because I think we all struggle with obedience. I wanted to give you something that you could walk away with. If you walked away with two words, why do I struggle with disobedience to Jesus Christ? Uh, but it's treasure and toil. Treasure and toil, that's it. Because we treasure the wrong things and we don't, we don't want to do the hard work that it takes, right? Uh, and so this is what Jesus says in, in verse 47 and 48. He says, I'll show you what someone is like who comes to me, hears my words, and acts on them. He's like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. 
when the flood came, the river crashed against that house, and it couldn't shake it because it was well built. And so Jesus asked, like, hey, uh, why do you call me Lord, Lord, not do what I say? And then he, he, taught, he said, let me show you what a man's like uh, who, who, who actually puts into practice what I say. And, and listen, uh, this is important. Now, the parable of the wise and foolish builder, right? We, we also find this in, in the Gospel of Matthew. I think that's the, the better known of the two. And, and, but here's the problem. When you read Matthew, it sounds like a real estate transaction. I mean, it does. If you read Matthew, the wise man just, it was, it was location, location, location. He just found a better location, right? Like the foolish man went and built on the sand. He's like, I built my house, I put it up, and, and, then, and then it all swept away in the sand. And, and you're like, it's just all about location. Evidently, that's what matters. But, but then when you read Luke, Luke's like, no, this isn't about real estate. It's not about location. This is about work, bro. And so Luke says, listen, no, the wise man, not about location, the wise man takes the time to dig down deep. And, and then he's going to build a foundation upon the rock. And, and, and that's the kind of guy that listens to me and puts my words into practice, Jesus says. And so, listen, I, I think, uh, I really believe this in my heart, I think one of the big reasons that our lives are messed up and that we're not the people that God wants us to be, that we, we don't obey Jesus like we should, is because many of us are not willing to do the hard work that is required, the toil that's required to dig deep. And, and, and listen, you see, what am I digging deep for? I have to dig deep to make the Bible the foundation of everything that I do. I have, to, I have to do work to make God's Word the foundation of everything that I do. So I just want to walk through with you this morning very quickly uh, what I think this entails uh, because it's hard work, it involves steps, right? Um, anybody buy some furniture lately? Anybody do that? Did it come in a box? I hate it in a box. Never again. I want to buy solid wood pieces. I don't have that kind of money, but I, I, I do. I want to buy solid wood pieces that have to be delivered in trucks that can't be taken. I, 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 want, I want assembled things that I never have to work on again because like we buy furniture, it's in a box, and you open it up, and, and when you see the instructions and it's 26 steps, you go, oh my gosh. Like for an end table, that's not okay, right? I mean, this, this thing, like it's, it's going to hold my, like it's not okay. I, it, we, like if it has steps, you know it's going to, there's work involved is what I'm saying. So here, there's some work involved. We talk about the toil it takes. And I think it's a, kind of a three-step process. And so I, I want to walk through what the scripture says um, when, when Jesus is the man who dug down deep and laid the foundation on the rock. So three things I, I want to look at. Step one, uh, dig down, digging down deep. I, I, I believe that's examination. Examination, right? So, so there are tons of factors and social influences that have made you the way that you are. Tons. Okay? And so we talked about the heart, so, so there's the sin thing, but then there's other stuff, so here's how I like to put it. We are all sinful, uh, but we are also all scarred. Okay? In your life, things have happened to you. You've gone through some stuff. You've gone through some trauma. Uh, you've believed some things. And not all of those things are of the Lord. And what happens when we get hurt in life, right? So we've got our sin, but then we have our hurt. And both of those things affect how we view the world, how we view God, how we behave. Both of those things. And what happens is those things can become formative in your life, and without even knowing it, you are who you are because of what you've been through and because of what you've done. 
And, and so some of your core principles, how you respond to others, whether or not you love people the right way, uh, how you feel about your finances, how you feel about security, all of those things can have a whole lot to do, not necessarily with God, but with what you've been through, with, with what you've experienced. The sin that you've done, but also the pain that you've felt. Okay? And so I, I believe this wholeheartedly. When Jesus says... Part of your reason that you call me Lord, Lord, but you don't do what I say is because you haven't dug down deep uh, to hit the rock and then to lay the foundation. And by the way, Jesus is the corner. He's the foundation. And so, so He, the Word of God. So if the Word of God, there's some work we have to do. So step one is this digging down deep. Examining. Like, like digging. Is, is there stuff in my life uh, that has affected, has been formative in me that is either because of my sin or because of, of some kind of, some kind of pain or trauma I've been through, right? So, so that, that's, that's, that's tough. That doesn't sound fun, does it? Does, does anybody like, like pulling up all their old hurts? Like, I, that's not fun for me. But guess what? It's really important to be healthy. To be spiritually healthy, we have to be willing to, to do that hard work of digging down deep. Uh, David prayed, search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my concerns. See if there's any offensive way in me. Lead me in the way everlasting. And here's what I'm saying to you. Uh, if you're willing to do the work, if you're willing to say, okay, God, I, I do have an obedience problem in my Christian life. I'm not always doing the things that you want me to do. Um, and and, and I, I know some of it's because I've treasured the wrong things, but I think some of it lies here. Uh, you may not even know what the things are, but digging down deep looks a whole lot like that prayer right there. God, would you search me? Would you show me? What are the lies that I've believed? What are the hurts that I've been through that have caused me to respond and to be the way that I am? And listen, the Holy Spirit is so kind. He will show you those things. Okay? He'll show you those things. So step one is digging down deep. Not necessarily fun, but important. Step two, all right? We don't dig for the sake of prodding around in the, in the ground. Uh, so sec step two is then removal, right? We've got to get rid of stuff. Removal. It's not enough to know ourselves. Uh, we then must work to remove those wrong foundational lies, hurts, and fears that have controlled us. Uh, so, uh, anybody dug a hole recently? Anybody? Uh, anybody enjoy that? Because I've got some holes I need dug if you enjoy. I hate digging. Uh, and, and, you know, if you've done it, you, like the, the big long spade shovel, right? You've got to get down really low uh, in the sharpshooter, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Anytime you dig a hole, you don't just stick a shovel in the ground to see how, how deep it can go, and then you leave it and go, okay, I'm done. Right? Because it didn't accomplish anything other than aerating the soil. Right? You actually have to pull out stuff. That's what digging is. Digging is, I'm digging down, and I'm taking stuff out. Listen, it is not enough to know uh, how broken you are, and then not to do anything about it, folks. It's not enough to go, hey, Holy Spirit, what are the lies I've believed? What's the hurt I've been through? What was formative in me? Why is my foundation not the Bible? Why do I not believe the Word of God to be true in all circumstances in my life? And then just to sit there and look and go, okay, I guess I messed up. Right? This is hard work. You have to then take out the dirt. You've got to take it. You've got to remove it. Man, that's a lie I believed from the time I was six. Man, from the time I was six, I believed I wasn't good enough. From the time I was six, I worried about abandonment. From the time I was six, man. 
And you've got to pull that out. You've got to say, I am good enough. And it's not about that. That's not, like, we have to be willing to do that work. And so, guys, some of that is sin. The Bible says, like, listen, you're not meant to toy around with sin. You're meant to kill it. You're meant to mortify it is the word. And, and so we've got to kill that. We've got to get that out of our lives. But listen, we also have to get out some of those lies, those formative things that have made us who we are. They've affected how we relate to others and how we relate to God. We've got to be willing when God reveals those things to say, okay, God, I'm going to get those things out. I'm going to remove those things. I'm not going to believe that stuff anymore. Okay? So we've got to remove. Now that should make sense if you're digging that you have to remove stuff. But we say it because y'all, I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. Some of us know the hurts, but we still have not done anything about removing it. So, so we got to talk about it. So here's step three. Ready? Then we have to replace. Then we've got to replace. The final step is replacing those false narratives with the truth of God's Word. Okay? Because you hit the rock, then you've got to lay that foundation on the rock. What is the foundation? The Word of God. The Word of God. That's the foundation. That's the truth. Unchanging. Same yesterday, today, and forever. Right? The Word of God. My foundation. Uh, and this is huge. Do you guys remember Jesus telling the story about the demon-possessed man, drove the demons out, and the house was clean, the house was empty, and he said, you better fill it with something, because otherwise it's going to come back and be way worse, right? Guys, you, you, can, you can say, okay, I'm going to change this behavior, and I'm going to get rid of this lie. If you don't replace it with the foundation of God's Word, uh, here's what's going to happen. I call it uh, critical, crazy, like, trauma, right? So what will happen, if you don't fulfill that with God's Word, fill up that space with the truth, what will happen, see, you've got all this space now, and you've had all those, you've got one lie out, and by the way, it's going to take a long time. You're doing this process. You've been working through it for months. You're like, oh, I don't believe any of that stuff. All the Something will happen, and that whole space will be filled with problems all at one time. Like a car wreck, spiritually, emotionally. And it will, it, it, I mean, it'll, it'll, you'll be spiritually disabled. I mean, you, you'd be laying there like, I mean, it'll be ten times worse than it was. Because it, you were functioning before, right? You won't be then. So when you get the stuff out, what do you replace it? I have to replace it with the foundation, the truth of God's Word, right? I have to take all that stuff out and replace it with, with uh, like Philippians 4, eight, with whatever is true and whatever is honorable and whatever is just and whatever is pure and whatever is lovely and whatever is commendable, anything that's uh, excellent, anything that's praiseworthy. I have to dwell on these things. You notice the last word there, dwell on these things? It's kind of funny, isn't it? I know, I know it means think on it, but what are we talking about? We're talking about building our house on a foundation. House is where we dwell. Isn't that kind of cool? We need to dwell on these things. I need to camp out on these things. I need to build my life on these things, on what is true and what is honorable and what is just, on what is pure, on what is lovely, on what is commendable. That's what I build my life upon, the Word of God. Got it? Okay. So two reasons we don't do it. Two reasons we don't obey Jesus, and I know you guys are here. I know it's only like two of you in the room that struggle with disobedience. Uh, two reasons. Treasure and toil. So what do we do? Here's your application. I, I just gave it to you. I'll walk you through it, so I'm, I'm not going to spend a lot of time here. Number one, do the work to examine this week. I want you, I want you to do the work to examine this week. We've helped you out. Uh, we really have. We've got some great um, follow-up questions for you. 
I'm going to open up my phone so I can pull those up this morning. Uh, but we've got some really, really good follow-up questions for you this morning. So I want to encourage you uh, to, to look through those. And, and I'm, I'm going to read a couple of them. Uh, what do you treasure? Do you have any underlying desires, motivations, or fears that drive your behaviors? These are at the end of our sermon, right? Is it possible to love God and others rightly without uh, addressing these things? If we don't address these things. What do you believe about yourself, about life, about your purpose, your past, your future? Are these thoughts based on lies or scripture? What does God say about these things, right? D- digging in, we just want to examine. God, I want to examine these things in my heart. Please help me to do that. And so we're going to examine. A second, the challenge is to start removing. If God reveals some things to you that are not of Him, you, you got to, you, okay, that is a lie. Um, we did a series a while back called Lies We Believe. Anybody remember that series? Um, if you're new with us, you can go onto our website and you click the sermons button. There's an archive. It has, it was a 12-week series we did through Lies We Believe. Really, really good stuff in there talking about how we get rid of those things. We have to replace that lie with the truth of God's Word. Uh, then we have to start you know, doing the right things, and eventually we'll feel the right way. Um, and so just want to challenge you. you. You can go check that out, but, but you've got to start the removal process. Some of you know what it is. I mean, you've known what it is for years and years and years, and you've just been trying to deal with it. It's time to remove the lies. That's not who you are. That may be what you've been through, but that's not who you are. Okay? It's not who you are. So remove it. And lastly, just replace it. Replace it with God's Word. The key to obedience. Treasure and toil. Treasure and toil. Would you guys pray with me? Father, thanks for loving us. Thank you for your Word. I pray that it has been um, more than informative for us. I pray that it has uh, shaken us a little bit. I pray that it is one of those things that we'll leave here a little bit haunted because we've been in your presence and we've heard your word and really questioning and thinking hard on these things. God, help us, lead us, guide us. Your holy, powerful, and precious name, we ask these things. Amen.